Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, nestled in the forests of Harrisville, Rhode Island, the epicenter of paranormal activity in the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Michael? Hi. I think we would be remiss if we oh. didn't talk about that intro for yeah, a second. So, yeah, we didn't mention the intro. We had a new intro last week. We didn't mention We like, didn't mention it. But it. why why is Harrisville, Rhode Island, Michael, the epicenter of paranormal activity in in New England? If you believe in such things. If you believe in it. So, explain it. I think that it well, I think I know that it goes back to the Conjuring mm. franchise, which actually it's a good thing you mentioned it because a new Conjuring movie in the Conjuring universe came oh. out this week. And it's called The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh. Which is a, uh, a movie that went, it was, it was one of those weird, we talked about it on the show before, those weird uh, hybrid gets released on like HBO and in the yes. theaters at the same time. Yes. It was one of those. And well, so anyway, to go back to the, the original thing, Harrisville, Rhode Island is the, uh, the true home of The Conjuring House. Correct. However, people are often disappointed to find out. That the movie, that the house used in the movie was not in Harrisville, Rhode Island, but was actually in North Carolina. Correct. But so the house in Harrisville, you would know, you live near it. But yes, in the Harrisville home, actually, the famous, uh, infamous home, Mm -hmm. is only a mere five to seven minutes from here. Yes, a mere. It's on the uh, Barville slash. Uh, Barville, Rhode Island slash Uxbridge, Massachusetts border. Barville. And it's not far from here at all. And as a matter of fact, I've driven by it a few times. It's less than impressive, isn't it? And it's it? a very unassuming, uh, unassuming. old farm farmhouse. Mm-hmm. But if you do your actual research, yes. uh, and people have done their actual research on they this have. topic, yes. it's uh, complete nonsense. Yeah, so we, we actually, off the show, we, you know, we, we do converse, uh, both Jay and I, and then also with our friend Brent and uh, his, his sidekick, Luke, out at the uh, from the Black Lodge crew mm. uh, on, on their show, we, and we do we do uh, like an email chain and a uh, text chain, and we did mention we did share an article about this, and this guy you read this article, and I, yes. I wish I had his name because he did a great job, but this guy went through this elaborate research to try to explain historical research, historical research to try to explain the the um, the parts of the Conjuring where they discussed the, all the bad things that occurred on mm. this property, and he basically debunked all of it. Correct. He, he, he explained everything as being nonsense. And have you ever, you, you, you and I, we, we've been friendly and friends with and acquaintances with people in the paranormal world yes. for many years. What happens when you question anything? Oh, they, they get angry. They, they get so they get angry. angry. And they shut you down <laughs> uh, and they treat you like crap. They do. And they, 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 they get all huffy and... Uh, and become angry. And here's the thing, and this and this harkens back to the origins of the Eon Project, as well as Mike yes. and I's belief in the paranormal, right? right? Right, We believe in the paranormal, guys. Yes. We believe that there are strange things out there that we can't understand. We've experienced strange things. Exactly. Outside of the norm yes. uh, of everyday normal activity, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if you will. But... We we like to bring truth and light to actual events and and debunk stuff that isn't true. Right. Because the the stuff that comes out that isn't true, and we see a lot of it nowadays on TV and YouTube and things of that sort, mm-hmm. is it dis- discredits actual research and actual evidence that may be out there. But and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like there's one of two. It feel most people fall into one of two categories. They either don't believe anything ever, right. or they're 100 percent invested in it. Right. And if you question it, they get angry with you. Yes. So, but we're in the middle. We're, yes. And there's not too many of those folks. No. I, and I know because I've gotten into discussion with people that the ghost adventures people and the ghost hunters people and the mm. people that have basically built their identity around being these paranormal 
people. Correct. The minute you question anything that they've done, they freak out on you. Yes. And it, you go, what, why, are you so, why are you so angry? It, ha- it happened to me <laughs> recently uh, when I got into a Facebook uh, oh. uh, kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Uh, Donnybrook. About, uh, <laughs> about demonic possessions and human beings. And I, I just, my thing is, like, I just had a different perspective and a different point of view than this one individual. Right. They couldn't accept that. No. Nope. They got angry. They started uh, 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 hurling insults Hurling at you. personal attacks at me, <laughs> calling me uh, fat and short well, and ugly. A, here's and, another thing. And this, this, is, this yes. is not related to the paranormal. Just in, it's just related to social media in general, and there go the dogs. Uh, people are far more courageous nowadays at yes. insulting people. Yes, because they know that they're probably never going to see you in real life. I, I hearken a guess, and our, our audience doesn't know what Jay looks like. Most people wouldn't say that to your face. No, I have to. I have to. No, and when you say, yeah, because I'm the, <laughs> I'm the type of guy that um, I don't I don't. I don't operate in uh, rumor and innuendo and things of that sort. Right. So in, in, it happens in everyday life, too. Like, we all have uh, uh, careers and jobs and things. And there's different things that occur within that uh, space mm-hmm. that sometimes it's, you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go have to have a conversation with a person about this. Sure. So when those things happen, mm-hmm. I go out of my way to, you know, make contact with that person. Mm-hmm. And and try to talk it out and have an adult conversation because I I don't I can't stand that sort of stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the topic today uh, we actually haven't mentioned, and it's probably a few minutes into mm. the show, which is normal for us, unfortunately. So we're kind of sticking to this vein of these ethereal topics uh, that 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 are just basically discussion points. Yes, where we can dazzle you Ooh. with our knowledge and our breadth of uh, of experience and, and all that. And that's another fun word to say. Breadth? No, ethereal. Eth- ethereal. It's esoteric. Oh. Mm. It sounds... Uh, anyway, our topic today is going to be death. 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 And it kind of, believe it or not, it dovetails into our previous uh, it, it topic. It sure does. It sure does. Which, is, which was God. God was last week. Yes. We talked about God. We talked about versions of God. What is God? Mm. God, God. There was a guy that used to play for the uh, Providence Friars yes, basketball team. Yes, he did. And his name was God Shamgod. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's a bit, tidbit of They had a God Shamgod, and then they had an Abdul Abdullah. Abdul Abdullah, yes. Yeah. God Shamgod and Abdul Abdullah. <laughs> <laughs> and an Austin crosshair. Really? Well, it was Crozier. Crozier. It was Crozier, but it yeah. looked like crosshair. Yeah, I remember that. It was a weird So weird we're going to talk about death, yes. what death means to you and me and yes. everything. And that, before we get into that, I do have an experience that I want to share with you. Go. So today, mm. I don't normally venture out of my uh, palatial air-conditioned home on days like today that venture into the upper 90s. Yes. But I did today because I wanted to get a cold beverage mm. from an establishment. What kind of establishment? Don't worry about it. So, my, my experience comes in this. Today, I caught a glimpse of the most elusive uh, group that you've ever heard of. Uh, I found out where the elders of uh, Oldham hang out okay. on, uh, on, on a Wednesday at about noontime. Well, they can't. They ha- they must be in the air conditioning. So Otherwise, me, they'll no, drop dead. This, okay, so let me ask you this. You, yes. Have you ever been to a McDonald's restaurant at like 8 in the morning on, on a weekday? I hate to admit it, but I have. Who's in there? Old people. Old people. Yes. Old people. There's nothing but old people as they far like as their I coffee. can see. They have the McDonald's coffee. They have their McDonald's coffees, and they have their little circle, yes. and they, they talk. So, and, and I always assumed that this was the extent of their, their reach and their power. Mm. However, today, I was driving through a parking lot, 
They had constructed an Illuminati circle in the middle of a parking lot with, what? with lawn chairs. What were they doing? They were drinking coffee, hot coffee, on a 90-degree day. What uh, kind of a parking outside. lot was this? It was the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I swear to God. And to make matters worse, I was going to videotape it for posterity. Oh, you should And should've. to share. No, I tried. I, I brought my camera up surreptitiously, very, mm. very slowly, because I didn't want to anger the, uh, the, uh, the Illuminati. Yes. One old codger saw me. And was making gestures towards me that I was trying to tape them. So I had to hurry, hurriedly put my phone oh, away. Oh, you know who doesn't like being videoed? No. Is the old people. The old people. They <laughs> get angry. Because they don't understand <laughs> they, the... Uh, they think it steals their soul. Yeah. When, when you videotape them. It does. Them. Speaking of stealing souls, mm-hmm. we're going to get into the topic. Uh, and I noticed this uh, this uh, demonic idol staring at us. I put that there today. Why did you do this? Are you summoning something? No. So if you can't see the studio right now, but mm. uh, where Jay is lo- lo- closest to Jay, he's with all the equipment, all the high tech, all the vacuum tubes yes. and transistor radios and things that he has over there. And I have placed a Mayan idol. Yes. On the uh, precipitating precipitously on the corner of the desk. It's a it's a clay. Uh, 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 it's sculpture of Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Is it Quetzalcoatl or is it uh, Kukulkan? Which that, is the Mayan and which is the Aztec? You're asking the wrong Mayan. It's the same god because they had they, their their no, cultures the were very similar. That Quetzalcoatl is the same god as Kukulkan? Yes, it's like saying Apollo and Zeus are the same person. They just had a different oh, name for I them. I see what you're saying. But I forget which is there was associated a warlord with named Kublakan, but that's different. Kublai Khan? Kublakan. Oh, what about... uh? Yeah. So anyway, anyway, let's talk about death. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about death. And so... We talk about death. We talk about we talked about God last week, right? Yes. So if you're a religious person, uh, and you know, obviously God oversees everything. Oversees. And when you when your physical body, we talked a little bit about our physical uh, visages. Yes. Last week as well, and what we each think happens atten- uh, uh, potentially, um, or, or what the atheists believe, and what people who believe in God and, and us who are kind of in the middle, what happens when your physical body dies? Right. It's a it's a it's a topic that most people think about on, on occasion. They do. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be human if you didn't think about death and no. what happens after death. And there are people who say I don't care if I die, but I think they actually do. Mm. I think most people, uh, probably ninety nine point nine percent of people, most people do, unless you're a sociopath. Uh, yeah, they don't really. I don't think they care very much. No. So yeah, so I think a lot of the, your concept of death and what happens to your physical form after death have a lot to do with what we talked about last week, which was your which would be your conception of God or the uh, some sort of ethereal being. So. When, and, and again, I think we started last week by talking about our Catholic upbringing, but we have to we have to go back to that. Yes, because it, your formation of your beliefs happen when you're young. Correct. And you, and you, uh, whether fortunately or unfortunately, you, you tend to take the belief system of your parents mm-hmm. and whatever they believe. And I think that was true for the both of us. Probably true for most people. Um, based on it, the Catholic version of what happens to you after you die, what is what is according you're 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 a Catholic. You've been up on the Catholic, Catholic. Is that a word? The Catholic doctrines. Yes. More than I. What according to Catholicism? What what happens to you when you die? Well, it's all contingent on how you lived as a human, though, as as, right. as a human being. Yes. Right. If you lived, uh, you know, in in the vein of someone who was trying to be godly. Yep. And uh, you know, sinned as little as possible, or even if you did sin, you were, you know. You were repentant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only the penitent man will pass of of, of your sins, yep. and you were truly looking for forgiveness from God. Uh, eventually, you would be at the hand of God mm-hmm. in in heaven. Right. Once you once you passed on. What if you were a bad guy? Well, then you would go to hell. Okay. 
Now, you said something very important there mm. that in your in your little soliloquy, and that is this. You one of the things you said was you need to be uh, you need to be repentant yes. for, for your sins. Yes. That is a key component. Correct. My question is, and I, I don't want to get into, you know, specific doctrine. Well, maybe whatever. Who, who cares? But pardon me. Is Do you need to be repentant while you're still alive or repentant upon death? No. In order to receive. Uh, well, from, from what we understand, which is why Catholics go to confession. Yes. Which I hated. Yes. <laughs> As a youth, because we were forced to do this. You know what? I don't. I don't know that a lot of people that are outside the Catholic Church know what that actually is. No, they don't. Should let me explain it. Yeah, it, we'll explain it quickly. Oh, okay, so the sacrament of—it's a sacrament. The sacrament of reconciliation. Yes. Me, meaning your sins are only forgiven if you go in front of the priest and you tell him what you did. Right. And he sits there and he nods knowingly. At you. And we've all seen it in movies where you go yes. in a little booth. We didn't do it that way. No. He had to sit in a chair. He had to sit in a chair. And he had to he look right at right you. Right at you. <laughs> right at you. So he's looking at you and you tell him that you swore at your mom. And you beat up your sister. Yep. And you had impure thoughts about. Uh, uh, <laughs> I never said that. About Denise Austin. <laughs> anyway, so you say these things and then the, the priest will go, okay. Go back to the pews over there and say ten Hail Marys and ten All Fathers. Wait, before that though, what did you have to do? Oh, you had to say the act of the contrition, act of contrition, which is this long prayer. I don't remember it. Do you? I, I remember it. Yes, I'm oh not going to recite it. Oh my it. God, I'm heartily sorry yes, for having offended one. you. That one. Yes, that's yeah. all I remember. So you say the act of contrition. He gives you the uh, the price you got to pay. You got to pay. Saying the saying the uh, the prayers, and then you go on your merry way. And supposedly, according to that, your soul is now clean. Mm. But what about non-Catholics? What happens if you're, or lapsed Catholics, let's say you're a Catholic, right? You believe everything that the Catholic Church has to say. Yes. Then you die. But you didn't go to confession in the previous year because you just didn't. Yes. What happens to you? Well, I think in, if, if, if in your heart, mm. in your soul, uh-huh. you, can, you can truly uh, you know, express your, your remorse. So then why do I have to go tell the priest then? You know, and that was one of the things that always bothered me. <laughs> Who's no, the priest? What is it? What Who is the it? hell is that guy? Right. He's like nobody. A, like God doesn't know if I'm sorry for what I did or not. He's the, the I gotta priest say isn't talking of, to Jesus. I gotta say it in front of this guy. Right. Exactly. He wasn't thinking about what I was saying anyway. He was thinking the, about his golf game or where he, yeah, was, where he yeah. was driving his Lexus. Yeah, he's later. thinking about the uh, the all you can eat uh, chicken buffet at the bocce club. <laughs> you know where he's gonna go? What he's gonna do? <laughs> Who he's gonna see? But uh, yeah, and, and that's and that's part of the problem. I don't with get this it. Whole, with this whole thing. Anyway, so that's I know we're kind of getting off in the weeds, but it's an important topic because depending on what your belief system is, that that influences what you think will happen to you when you die. Exactly. So that's just the Catholic part. So you're going to be sorry for what you did, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. in your heart. So, but but the thing that always popped into my mind was, okay, everybody takes Adolf Hitler as probably the most evil man in history, right, or one of the most. Yes. If, if Adolf Hitler on his deathbed, which actually wouldn't have worked because he shot himself, but right before he shot himself, he said, I'm sorry for what I did. And he truly meant and it. And he meant it. And God knew he meant it. Right. So that does that according mean he goes to, to the, heaven? Yes. Right. According to according the Catholic to the, Church. Right. Because he was 100% uh, truthful and repentant. Does that make sense? All of his sins, he would go to heaven. Does that make sense? That no. does not seem fair. It doesn't seem fair. Because <laughs> you can be a jerk. For somebody that forgot the words to the act of contrition, mm. goes to hell, yes. and Hitler goes to heaven. Again, doesn't make sense. That's not right. But what about uh, outside of Catholicism? Let's just say Christianity in general. Mm. So according to Christianity, which means you know you believe in Jesus Christ as being the Savior of the world, um, you you believe in that most, most Christians believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Jesus 
died on the cross to save everybody's life, to, to take away the sins of the world, mm. excuse me. And in doing so, paved the way for you to go to heaven. But that leaves quite a bit of room for interpretation. Mm. Because now, does that mean that he already paid for my sins so I can do whatever I want? I can drive the wrong way on a one-way? No. I can shop it. I can go, uh, go into Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. I can do all the things. More than 12 items in the express lane? Yep. Nope. Or lately, you know, in the, during the, with the COVID arrows. Did you ever obey those COVID arrows? I purposely went against I, them. Me too. And people would give you the dirtiest look, man. You go down like the cereal aisle and you're going the wrong way. I still don't way. understand the concept behind that. Because <laughs> COVID will catch you if you're going that way and not that way. I don't get it. The whole the whole COVID thing is, is it's a source of great consternation for me. And we haven't talked about it on the show and I don't, I don't think we're going to. But... It's, it's ridiculous. The good news is it's ending, it seems like. There's a, just a quick story. There's a, a gentleman that goes to the, uh, I use that term loosely, uh-huh. that goes to the same uh, workout establishment that I go to. Workout establishment. And I have, abs- I don't know this man. Beefcake I've, Jim. I've never said one word to him. I have the, the most disdain for any person I've ever had in my life for <laughs> this man. He comes in looking all pretentious. Uh-oh. And he's got his little fingerless workout gloves on and his big old headphones and he's bald-headed. And he's always wearing his mask. And nobody in the gym is wearing the mask anymore except this guy. Okay. So he comes in the other day with his all mask-laden and he goes right over to the squat rack. Uh-huh. And there's only two squat racks in there. So it's, 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 uh, it's contested territory. It's contested. And yeah. he, what does he proceed to do? What? Curls in the oh, squat rack. You know what, man? I have to confess. You, you're, you're a much bigger gym goer than me. Uh, but I have been to the gym many times mm. in my life. I used to curl in the squat rack. I didn't know that that was no. Pa. It's a thing. It's a thing. now it's a thing. But I feel like for year, years ago it wasn't. You just didn't know though. I didn't know any better. Now I don't do that. <laughs> now I get that. it. You know, because it's, yeah. it's a sought after uh, piece of equipment that people want to use, and the, to curl in the squat rack is now akin to like kicking a baby. Yes, you can't really do that. Yes, it is. Anyway, so you don't like the guy with the. I don't like him. The mask. I don't like him. He does a lot of weird, strange maneuvers in there. Well, well, devil's advocate, sir. Yes. What if he has an immunodeficiency and he needs the mask to survive? Well, it's possible. What if he should explain that to me. What if he's like Bane and he needs the mask to keep his face in (laughs) or whatever the hell? What what was Bane's deal? Like he needed to have the mask on. He had to have that little mask thing. To like breathe? Like was his face so jacked up that he needed? You know what? That was a great movie except for the fact that. He talked like his head was in a fishbowl. I like Tom Hardy, though. <laughs> Tom Hardy's great. I have a man crush on, on yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, I know that you do. Tom Hardy is a pretty good actor. You know who else I have a man crush on? Not to, not to, not to, deviate. Not to deviate or delve off on the topic. Yes. So I've been watching these, um, I think it's on A&E. It's these biographies yep. about oh, professional wrestlers, like old oh, school yeah. professional wrestlers. Sure. And the one I watched recently was uh, The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, wasn't he a Von Erich? No, he was not a Von Erich. I that thought was a he myth. was a Von Erich. No, and I thought... For years, I thought the same thing because oh. it was before Google. Right. The Google machines. Right. And we didn't know. Because he looked like a Von Erich. But his name was uh, Helwig was his last name. Helwig? Uh, what the hell was his first Helwig name? Helwig and the Angry Inch. John Helwig? Paul Helwig? Something like that. That sounds made up. No, no. He's a real guy. Oh. But he, anyway, he started out his career as a bodybuilder. Uh-huh. And the reason I bring this up as a man crush is because I loved the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was pretty badass. He was one of my favorite uh, wrestlers of yeah, but all didn't, time. Didn't he have like the weird speech pattern? Like he would come up and go, I am going to throw you into the ring. Yes, they all talked like that. But he like, talked, But he was like that, yes. He, he didn't like have that. a personality. He was, he was just like a roid rage. He was very. He was roid rage. <laughs> he was a walking roid rage. But he's very mysterious. <laughs> and I remember going to the, uh, back in the day, I went to the Providence Civic Center to oh. watch professional, professional wrestling. Yes. And this is when the Ultimate Warrior was in a feud with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh. And I got to see a very special match. It was uh, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior versus Bobby the Brain. Bobby the Brain Heenan was not a wrestler, though. He, he, was he wasn't. He was a manager, but that's why it was a, an extra special event. That would be like me fighting Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and if the Ultimate Warrior won this event, uh-huh. he got to take because Bobby the Brain Heenan was known as the Weasel. I don't know if you remember that. The Weasel, yes. And he got to he was able to stuff Bobby the Brain Heenan in a giant Weasel costume. <laughs> And threw him out into the Are audience. You joking? No, I'm serious. That sounds great. <laughs> threw him into the audience, and I was right there with my Kodak disc camera, <laughs> snapping pictures of it all. It was awesome. And you got it developed at the photo mat. Remember the photo? I mats? never got the photos developed, and oh, now they're lost to time in history. history. Mm. Oh man, it'd be great if I could get those. Remember back. those photo mats, like those little booths where you had your film developed, and it looked like it was so small, like a human being could not fit inside of Correct. it. Correct. And there was somebody that had to stay in there for eight hours a day and and develop your film. My friend Keith and I we were kids. We used to ride our bike around. Yeah. And we went and bought a uh, a dozen eggs one time and started egging random places. And one of them was the photo mat. So we, we only had a dozen. It's not going to last. We pedaled up to the, we we up to the photo mat like we were going to d- drop off some film. And the guy's like, here, give me a furrow. But we threw some eggs at him and pedaled away. And you thought you were cool. Yeah. Now you're just a jerk. It's awesome. Anyway, we wicked developed devolved off. Of no, that. well, it was you know this is all death related because the Ultimate Warrior died. Oh, so he got inducted. So he had a big falling out with Vince Mc, Vince McMahon. And I'm telling you this story as a, an adult who has watched the biography story, mm-hmm. not as an adult who watches professional wrestling. <laughs> I outgrew that many many moons ago. <laughs> Some people haven't because uh, it's fantastical and mm-hmm. is stupid. It is, but. The biography story, he had a falling out with Vince McMahon, but then they kind of made up, and then he was inducted into the WWE Hall what, of what Fame. What was the falling out about, do you know? Uh, contra- contractual issues, he thought he could be bigger than Hulk Hogan, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he wasn't going to be bigger than Hulk Hogan. But anyway, Hogan. so he was inducted, he had the induction ceremony, and then three days later he died of a massive heart attack. Wow. With, uh, after his induction, so... Uh, uh, was a heart attack brought on by years of steroid abuse? Yeah, steroid abuse, high blood pressure... Uh, uh, cor- he was uh, on cocaine? You're kidding! He had... Uh, the guy that shook with violence uh, <laughs> constantly. He had genetic uh, cardiovascular issues oh. uh, and passed away. But he died. So where did he go, do you think? The Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You read the, you you watched the biography about him. Was he a good guy? Well, I mean, he had his uh, faults and mm-hmm. his vices, but was he repentant at the end of his life? Hmm. I don't know. So we talked briefly about Catholicism. We talked about Christianity. But what about some of the other uh, religions of the world? Or, or lack thereof. Let's go 180 from that, right? Let's go towards atheism for a moment. Hmm. What do atheists think happen when you die? The lights are off. That's it. That's it. You're just gone. There's no. That's there's nothing else for you. The lights dim. They go off, and you're you're done. Okay. Which but, which I guess makes some sense. Oh, I bumped the mic. <laughs> makes some sense if you uh, if you think about it. I mean, I guess. But as we talked about last week, you're an energetic being. Yep. Right. So the the energy that that. That uh, you know makes you, your body and your your soul and everything else that uh-huh. c- comprises of you. Where does that go? Well, there's no energy in a soul, right? That's a, that's well, an ethereal. Thing. Uh, well, consciousness. People tend to think that there's hmm. energy associated with that. Well, according to the atheist, right, who believes in science more than religion, they think that that's all related to brainwave activity, mm-hmm. and it's all you know, it's all created within your brain, and then when you die. Your brain impulses stop because there's no more electrical impulse. Correct. And you just, it just dissipates, just like electricity would dissipate into the ground. So does you. Right. But it's still, it's still a hard concept to kind of wrap your brain around. Right. Right. Like you're conscious one moment and then the next you're not. And then what happens? That's true. That's true. You know? Well, okay. But here's, here's a, here's a, here's a welcome exercise. Now, I've been through many, many, many surgeries in my life, unfortunately, due to to a number of injuries and, uh, uh, just problems and with you're st- my. You're still re- recovering from the rectal with you my had. life. So I've been put out of consciousness probably mm. more than most people have, and 
it's the weirdest. Have you? You've never had a surgery, have you? Or not, you? not since I was a youth. Right. So you don't remember. So it's it's a it's a very strange feeling because it feels like you know you fall asleep instantaneously. You know when you fall asleep, you can feel yourself falling asleep. Sure. And you get all relaxed and you just kind of drift off. It's not like that when you when you go under under anesthesia, you just kind of pop, you're done, hmm. right? So I wonder if they think it's just like that because you don't when you're in, in under anesthesia, you don't dream, you don't have any concept of time, hmm. you're just not there anymore. And then you wake up and it's over. Right. So then I wonder if they think that's that's what it's like. It's hmm. Just lights out. Interesting. I I had what what I thought was a near death experience one time. Hmm. Um, I was well. We're gonna talk about NDEs, right? We can talk about it now. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, we'll we'll get to. I just wanted to touch on something briefly, but um, I I truly felt like I was dying. Right. Um, clearly, I didn't because I'm here today. What happened? But I don't know. Something could have happened. Um, I felt like so as I as as the lights were going out for me. Um, but then I felt my mind wandering and then it was like, I saw like stars. It was like black and I saw stars and it was like I was being hurtled through space. Did you see Brad Pitt? And time and oh. things were altered and it was kind of a, kind of a strange thing. But anyway, I think we want to talk. Well, wait a minute. What? You can't just say something like that and move on. Well, why not? Because that's fantastical. What well, just happened? Well, it happened to me. It happened to me. What? Yeah, but can you explain what happened? Well, it was, it was a strange uh, time in my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I was uh, trying to sleep. Okay. And uh, as I told you, I, I sleep with a machine. Like uh, Darth Vader. It's connected to my face, and then the hose goes into my... Like Bane. Then the hose goes it's into my buttocks. <laughs> Ew. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no buttocks in, in, involved You're breathing here. batocular air. But um, before I was on the machine, um, I was uh, in a situation where I felt as though I wasn't breathing properly. Oh. But I couldn't wake up, and it was just a very, very strange thing. So you, so you were traveling through the atmospheres? I was. Were you conscious of yourself? I was. Okay. But I couldn't move. But, could, you, were, but you could see? I could only see blackness, the blackness of space. But you, were you in outer space? Yes. Oh. Well, I was, like a, I was like hurtling through space. Like Were you, were you going like ass over tea kettle th- hurtling? No, or just, just straight like just on. Str- oh. And like the stars were coming at me. Okay. Because you know how like when you drink too much? And you, 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 everything is spinning, right? And you have to, you feel like you're outside. If you're outside, you have to hold on to the grass to yes. keep from falling yes. off the earth. Yes. That. But then I, I remember saying to myself, "My God, I'm dying." Yep. Um, <laughs> and then I said, "Well, I don't, I don't really want to die at this moment." And then I, I awoke. Mm-hmm. But then I was gasping for air at the same time. Okay. I was like, <gasps> and I woke up, and that was I, scary. I, oh man, it was. Don't weird. do that again. It was so weird. <laughs> But anyway, I think we're going to get more into into, into yeah. death itself. Yes, yes. Um, we're talking about the concept of death. The concept of death, what happens after, religiously speaking. Yes. Uh, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about the, the actual events that lead up to death. Yeah, well, let's stay on the, let's stay on the, the theoretical part for now, because we're already there. Well, we're going to take a break now. Oh, okay. And we'll come back here in We're going to ju- take a halftime break? We're going to take a halftime break okay, cool. in just a minute. See you soon. in my mind No 
doubt it'll end this time Drive all night on a country road Turns ice cold Hard and hard we'll do the task Need to see my face, no mask Jesus in that bottle They stand behind me full throttle Welcome back to the Eon Project with Mike and Jay. We're discussing death. We're discussing yes. religious aspects of death. Yep. Scientifically, what happens when you die? We're going to talk about that. Yep. What do you got for me right so now? So we're, we're going to do a little bit of a break, uh, mm. as we often do. But before to signify the break, yes, I'm going to open this can of La Croix. Oh, seltzer. Ready? Yes. Ah. Mm. We have all kinds of uh, French beverages here in the. My home. Ooh, this is nice and refreshing. In my La Maison. La Maison. Because de... I am a French origin. And I speak fluent French. And La Croix in French means the cross. Right? La, de la plage means at the beach. What about fromage? So I'm going to tell you. Yes. Uh, a new list came out. A list. And I want to get your, op- I want to get your these, opinion. These lists are always wrong. This is a list of, uh, and it's from a... This is this will be near and dear to your heart. Okay. okay. You ready for this? Okay. This is a list that was compiled by Total Guitar. Oh. About the top 50 guitar riffs of all time. Okay. Okay? Now, do they define what a riff is? No. So that's why I want to ask you, because you, as we've talked about famously on the show, I'm mm. not a musician. Mm. I know next to nothing about music. Mm. You are a musician. You play guitar. Yes. So what is a riff? A riff is a, a series of notes... Um, as part of the construct of a song that generally is a hook in terms of the song. Like it's very ident- makes the song identifiable, ah. and it's kind of what the song revolves around. Okay. Right? But not necessarily the chord structure or chord pattern. Mm-hmm. It's just a series of notes that is, is identifiable as that song. So what would be the difference in a riff and a lick? Same thing. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Guitar licks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't like similar. to say lick. You don't lick. lick. Do you like to lick things? I like guitar lick. Are you a licker? You mm. licker? I don't even know her. All right. So, if you had to think of the top fifty, and I don't obviously you're not going to mention fifty, but let's say you had to think of the top five guitar riffs of all time. Mm. Can, I want to see if you can name what would be according to Guitar World at least one that would be in the well. Top I can five. tell you. I can tell you what's. I can tell you what I would think of as a identifiable riff okay. or lick that is probably not on there, but the band is probably on there. Okay, who's the band? So I'm going to say, you know the song Black Dog by Led Zeppelin? I know Led Zeppelin. That would be a guitar lick or I a see. riff. I that see. that opening, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. But that's not on. No, I can't do it verbally. Led Zeppelin is on the list. But it's probably Stairway to Heaven. But it is not in the top five. Oh. What's uh, the song? Like? Led Zeppelin, believe it or not, and that's what's a great guess for you, uh, Led Zeppelin is the top 
guitar riff of all time. Have they have the top guitar riff of all time? Which is what? Can you guess? It is not. It is not Stairway to Heaven. And it's not Black Dog. It's not Black Dog. Although a Black Dog would be very, I understand. It's very recognizable. It's, yes. It's, but but it is not. Uh, okay. Well, what is it? Whole lot of love. Okay. Well, it's the makes number sense. one guitar riff of all time. Yeah, I can according see that. To guitar world. Uh, this one, this next one would not shock you when I tell you. What What do you think number two is? Number two. Oh well, I mean, there's so many. Like there's I mean, so many. I mean, I don't name an iconic guitar riff. Maybe it'll be on here. Uh, Aerosmith. Uh, Sweet Emotion. Nope, not in the top ten. So, number two. I'll just go down the list for you. Maybe okay. that'll be easier. Number two, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, and you know who the guitar player was on that? It was Randy Rhodes. It was Randy Rhodes. And he had sex with Ozzy's wife. That's a rumor. I heard it was true. No, it wasn't true. But he was a young man, amazing uh, guitar virtuoso, died way too young. What happened to Randy, Randy Rhodes? Uh, 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 aircraft uh, oh. crash. Okay. Yes. Number three, Back in Black, ACDC. Back in Black. That was uh, Angus Young. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number four, Smoke on the Water. Ah, Deep, Deep Purple. Purple. Yes. Da, da, Everybody, da, every guitar player da, learns da, Deep da, uh, Smoke on the Water. They do. That's an interesting song, uh, uh, story about the origins of that song. Yes. Well, they say it. They the do, in the song, in the if song. you pay attention. <laughs> yes. You know, most people hear Smoke on the Water, they thought it was related to bongs. You know, because there's smoke that comes over the water on yeah. a bong. However, that is not the case. No, it isn't. It, it was an actual fire. Uh, on Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva. In Switzerland. Started by uh, uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers. That's right. <laughs> what a great story. Anyway. Uh, and then number five would be, uh, of course, you have no, you can't have a guitar, a top, uh, top anything guitar without mentioning Eddie Van Halen. Sure. So that would be. Eruption? Ain't Talking About Love. Oh, okay. Would be number five. Gotcha. So there's a number of different, you know, ones on here that are, that are interesting. I thought, number eight, and this is surprising to me. I'm not going to go down the whole list because I feel like that would be incredibly boring. However, number eight. In this long list of, of, of enormously influential and popular bands like the Rolling Stones, Leonard Skinner, uh, Nirvana, yes, all these like top you know bands. We mentioned Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne. Guess what number eight is? Dan Fogelberg. No. Oh. It's Pantera. Walk. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. You know, Dimebag was an amazing, amazing guitar uh, I just guitar thought, I thought that was really high for them. You think so? For that. You don't think so? No, they, they had a lot of great songs. Not the band, that song. Huh? It's just like a repeating. Yeah, you know. I hear you. Anyway, I, just... I have I have as a musician, I play guitar. Yes. Um, I have no riffs in the top uh, one hundred or one thousand. You don't. But I do have some that could make the list mm. if they were played by a more famous person. If that makes sense. Well, you know what? Why don't you, now would be a good time to mention. You know, we have a lot of projects going yep. on. Yep. At, Talk at, about the projects. We have a lot of projects that we do here. Uh, at the Am Project, we, we are, our parent group is Hermit Light Media, mm-hmm. which we didn't mention at the outset, which we probably which is a before. reference to Led Zeppelin, which is kind of a reference to Led Zeppelin a little bit. But anyway, um, so Hermit Light has a number of projects underneath of it. One of them is the Eon Project. One of them is from the Black Lodge that we mentioned earlier. We also have a movie project that we are oh. is actually starting production this week. Very mysterious. This week, we'll talk more about it on future episodes. But this week, uh, photography begins, which is very exciting. We have a number of very talented uh, actors and actresses getting ready to 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 uh, to thrill everyone with this uh, our first feature length movie. It is not pornographic. It is not porno, uh, much to Brent's chagrin. However, uh, in addition to the movie project, there is a music project. Perhaps you'd like to discuss that a little bit. Sure. So there's going to be obviously with any movie you need a soundtrack, right? And the soundtracks are can make or break a movie. If, sure. If, in my opinion, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, I saw a movie recently where the movie was absolutely terrible hmm. 
It was atrocious, um, but the soundtrack was extraordinary. What was what was the movie? Uh, Army of the Dead. <laughs> we discussed it last week. It was a terrible movie, but it's the horrible. soundtrack was great and the had soundtrack. a lot of good uh, good songs and and some different alternate versions of songs. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's important to have good music to go along with the movie itself. So there will be a soundtrack associated with this. There will be some original songs that are going to be comprised by uh, uh, people associated with Hermit Light Media, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to some cover songs. Yep. Uh, so it's going to run the run the full gamut. Okay. In addition to that, uh, one of the other uh, groups associated with Hermit Light, which is uh, a, a musical act that Brent is associated with, and myself as well, is called the Red Queen Project. Uh, and they have an EP coming out uh, soon. Do you know what an EP is? Uh you know I'd be, EP I'd be lying for? to you if I told you that I knew what uh, that EP meant. EP is, uh, is it stands for extended play. Oh, what's it, is it? Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> it's a certain amount of songs. Oh. It's not as much as a LP. An LP is like an album. LP is long play, which is a oh. uh, a long form uh, album essentially. Okay, I learned um, something today. But yeah, so they're they're uh, we like to promote them as well. So they they they're doing some good work out there in the Midwest. They're going to be involved. Oh. With the movie as well, uh, coming up with some songs and things of that so, sort. So we got Red Queen Project. We have our movie production. We have the Eon Project. We have From the Black Lodge. Uh, and what else we got? <laughs> oh, you name it. There's a lot of things going on. We get. It seems like every day is something new. And and all of this happening under the giantly wide planks of mm. the Palatial Eon Project Studios. That's correct. That we discussed last week. So anyway, to jump back into the show. Let's do it. We're discussing death. Mm. And to this point, we've been discussing about we've been discussing the uh, religious aspects of death as, as far as what different religions believe happens to you. And we've been kind of focusing on Western religions, mm-hmm. uh, Catholicism and Christianity. But what about? And well, we also mentioned atheism. But what about the Eastern religions like Buddhism or Confucianism, uh, Taoism, some, mm. things of that sort? What do you think those those religions think happens when someone dies? I don't really know, to you be quite know. honest. Well, according to many of the Eastern religions, including um, Buddhism, which I've mentioned before, Ugh. please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they believe I believe they believe in reincarnation, as do yes uh, different uh, in Indian religions, the country India, not, yes, not American, yep, Indians, Native Americans, Native yep. Americans, I should say. Um, and they believe in in, in uh, reincarnation, and to that end, they believe that you are brought back as another human spirit after mm. you die. And the goal is not to just keep living lives, but to be, to be living better lives. So each time you come back, you come back and you try to learn and get a little bit better. And then ultimately, if you can if you can continue down this path, you achieve what's called nirvana, mm. which means you don't come back. When you die, then you just go wherever you go. And they had some good riffs, too, back in the uh, the mm. 90s. Nirvana. They did. Yeah. Um, so it, it's funny because, and this is where... Can I you, stop you for a oh, minute? Oh, sure. Was it, and this is... To, you know how like these things come across on your uh, social media or whatever? Yeah. And you don't know if they're true. Was it true that there was a guitar player or a ba- band, some one of the band members, the original band members of Nirvana, that actually became a, a Green Beret uh, Special Forces guy? Not Nirvana. Who was that? There was some, there was some musician that, uh, that gave up everything and became a special forces guy. I'll have to find it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to find it's it. Been, and... There's been a few football players. I know no, it that, wasn't. But... It was obviously you know Pat. Everybody knows Pat Tillman, um, and and there's been some some other folks. But this this one was a he became like a ultra high speed. No, I think that was a uh, that was one of those urban legends because because Nirvana did have 
did have uh, drummers before Dave Grohl. Uh-huh. Uh, and the famous opening, or the famous drum lick, if you want to talk licks again, in, in Bloom, the famous Nirvana song, mm-hmm. where he goes across the tom drums. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was not Dave Grohl that came up with that. Mm. Came up with that uh, drum fill. Oh. That was their one of their original uh, drummers, which his name escapes me at this moment. <laughs> but getting back to reincarnation, yeah. yes. and this is why I think uh, the way I look at the world is a little bit different than most people. So I like to intertwine um, different aspects of, of things and the things that I've... You like the cafeteria pick. I do. I like to be able to just go out there and like the buffet and pick, pick and choose what I You know I what like. I was very happy to learn, learn, speaking of buffets, that, you know, with COVID... There were no buffets. All the buffets shut down. Oh. Well, I have recently learned that the buffets are coming back. not And just in time for my family vacation to Florida. <laughs> Which you know there's buffets every two feet in Florida. Oh, I love the buffet. Anyway, go ahead. But anyway, so I I, I like or I find interesting and, and, and quite compelling the the belief or the theory of reincarnation. Yes, me too. I know we've kind of talked about, about this before a little bit on the program, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know why. Uh, I just do, and I know there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting, compelling cases out there. Well, yeah, I was just about for to say reincarnation because there's there's been documented cases where people have remembered things that they mm. didn't experience. Uh, there was a, a there was a little girl that was able to uh, tell all about this uh, something that happened with another guy in another country that she would have no way of knowing something along those lines. There's been a number of cases like that. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a famous case of a of a young boy, three or four years old, who very, very descriptively talked about uh, his time as a fighter pilot in World mm. War II, and he was able to describe the aircraft and the name of it, and wow. it all turned out to be real and true. Huh. So there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of cases like that. So, um, so what do you, to what do you attribute that? Reincarnation. I mean, no, that, I don't know. It, you it, must, you no, must have to. No, I mean, it, it may just be coincidence. It may be, maybe the kid just... Well, I can tell you why it's appealing to you. Why is that? Because it, because it's a, it's, it's a way of continuing to live on and it's not in another dimension it's in this one so you go oh great i get to come back maybe next time i'll be a hot chick from beverly hills oh i'd love to be a hot chick or or next time i'll be you know i'd love to be a hot man an nba player or you know you'll 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 be completely different i wonder if that's if that's if 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 reincarnation is indeed true Mm. you must have to come back as something completely different from what you are i would think you'd be like nick you'd be like an aboriginal farmer or something like that is it wrong that i find wmba women attractive yes that is wrong really Oh, WNBA. Okay. WNBA. Not the NBA. No, WNBA. Yeah. No, that's not good. That's not cool? No. Oh, okay. Although I will mention that the uh, the Women's uh, College Softball World Series is this week, if you are looking to uh, to have some good viewing. Ex- expand your horizons? Expand your horizons. So what happens when you die, though? Like, physically? Physically. What do you think happens? Mm. So if I let's say I go up to you not right spir- now. Not spiritually. No, 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 no. No, let's but talk a little si- more scientific here okay. for now. Okay. What, what say if I go up to you right now? What say you? And I either come behind you Ooh, right. and I grab you around nice. the neck. Woo-hoo. And I I proceed to strangle ah, you. And whoa. I squeeze the life First out of I you. First I would cry. And I'm, I'm, I'm lathered in Crisco. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That last part. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I'm, I'm strangling the life out of you. Yep. And you, can, you clearly are losing consciousness at some point, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what's happening in those moments, you think? Physically? Yes. So your brain stops. Okay. So if you if you're strangling me, then the, then you're restricting blood flow and oxygen, therefore oxygen to the brain. Correct. Right. So within seconds, mm. you should go unconscious. Mm-hmm. Not not long. People are like oh you know it takes a really long no, time. It doesn't take long. Doesn't. Not if you're doing it right. Like it just it just takes a few seconds. 
Uh, and uh, this is an embarrassing story that I'm going to tell you that I don't, I don't know that I ever told <laughs> Did anybody. Did you have a belt around your neck? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but this is an embarrassing story that I'll tell you. So many years ago, and you, you know this person. <laughs> many years ago, I was having a discussion with somebody of the female variety. Uh-huh. Uh, and she said, I could get you in a headlock and you couldn't get out of it. And I said, bull crap. Mm. I'm a United States Marine. <laughs> I'll get out of anything you put on me. Oh. This girl... Put a headlock on me. And corset. No, she put a headlock on me of vice grip strength. Mm. And I started to go out. Was she a qualified MMA fighter? No, she got lucky, I think. (laughs) She she happened (laughs) to put her arm in the right place. And I was was starting to go out. I started to see white all around. Yes. And I started to go down. And I started to panic because I could not get out of it. I reached up and I grabbed the back of her head mm. and I yanked real hard and I pushed her into the wall mm. and I got out of it. Well, that's what you have to, you have to do that though. I know, but so I can tell you what happens when you're being strangled because that happened to me. Well, let me ask you this: I have a little experience in this. Um, I've been choked out a few times myself, oh, all right. and I've had different um, implements did you have inserted. To pay, did you have me. to pay her extra for that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. What kind of a maneuver did she have you in? Which did did she, was she? Was were you standing headlock. up? We were both standing a side up. headlock. Yes. Yes. Okay. She had. Okay. She had. She had a blood choke on. She had then, not a not a not an airway choke. Well, I don't know. You could breathe, but you were losing consciousness. Yes, I was losing consciousness. Okay, so she's cutting off your blood yes. s- blood f- supply. Yes, yes, yes. Because there's two different types of okay. chokes. Okay. Well, whatever it was, it was working. But the blood choke, <laughs> the the blood choke is the one that will get you a lot quicker. Oh. Because you know you can hold your breath for a sure, long time, sure, but if you're sure. cutting off the blood supply. Yeah. No, that's like it was. I could not do anything. Like yes. I was about to go out. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is if you if she doesn't let it, let, let's say you did go yeah. out and if she doesn't let go you could then die. you'll die right but if she lets go within seconds you'll come back come back to, uh, it, it's to very, reality very embarrassed <laughs> you were like you were right <laughs> you got me she got me anyway uh, yeah so I mean I, I personally think I mean, you know it, it's 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 hard to say you know I, I look at it like you know you you have people that have these near death experiences right yeah and they, they're they tell their stories and they're very convincing oh I saw light. And yeah. I saw angels coming yeah. down and all this. That's just, I, I think that's just your brain reacting, like you said, to the lack of oxygen, right? right? Your, your, yeah. your, your brain is slowly diminishing of oxygen. So you're going to start seeing strange things that are happening. Okay. So um, let, me, let me tell you. Sure. So, so what you're describing, the near-death, the classical near-death experience. You see the tunnel of light mm. and you see all this, you know, you see relatives that you knew and all this stuff. Which, okay. And, but one of the... One of the selling points of, that people have about NDEs, about being it, about it being real, is they they say, well, it's a common experience that people have. They this has happened to tens and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, and they yeah. all say the same thing. Well, my my counter to that, sir, would be the same the same phenomenon happens with UFOs. Mm-hmm. What happened when UFOs first came out was everybody saw the same kind of UFO. It was that pie plate shaped. Yes metallic ufo right everybody saw that one power of suggestion right and then and then years later it was a different type of ufo and then everybody started seeing that one right because that's what people think that they're supposed to see so if you so what you're saying is uh in a nutshell is if you had a lot of people that had these near-death experiences come out and said that they uh elvis yeah or they they flew underneath a waterfall of twizzlers they, yes you would like, start oh, hearing that oh my god there's twizzlers in heaven you would start hearing that over which i hope there are because oh, i like awesome. you like twizzlers i love twizzlers do you do you make a straw out of the twizzler to drink a beverage i've done the straw yes i've also tied them in knots Ooh. 
I've, I've created uh, garrots out I've, of them. I've made my wife whip me with them. <laughs> I've eaten my way free. <laughs> She's tied me up with Twizzlers. Oh, yes. It's been great. What's your favorite candy, would you say? Oh, that's a great question. Do you like more fruity candies or chocolatey candies? It depends on the mood. Mm. I do enjoy a good, like a chocolate-covered pretzel flavor. Really? Yeah, you don't like chocolate-covered pretzels? Well, I do, but that's not like something I would go to. That's well, no, I don't, not, not like all the time. Like, you know, every once in a while. Mm. Uh, what, you know what I like? You know what I enjoy for uh, movies, watching movies? What's is that? beef jerky. I could sit there and eat a whole, like, yeah. two-pound thing yeah, of beef you don't, jerky. Yeah, you don't, uh, beef jerky is not very cost-effective. Uh, it's very efficient. expensive. It's very expensive <laughs> for about an ounce. And you get one little piece. What's and- your favorite candy? So I'm a fruity guy. I knew that. I like. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fruit. Yes. So I. <laughs> I enjoy like the the original Skittles. Oh yeah, Skittles. Are, yeah, but they hurt your jaw after no, a while. No, I love it. Much I love like it. It's uh, a jaw workout. Loving. Like jaws are size. Yeah. Um, like I said, the Twizzler is good. Yep. Uh, Starburst, original Starburst. You can sit there and eat Starburst. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but you got to open the, each individual pack. Oh, I love it. It's annoying. But here's an old school. I don't even know if they make these anymore. Um, candy that my old man used to buy because yeah. my, my dad had a uh, I hate to say this because he's going to kill me <laughs> does he listen to he's, the show he's still alive no. he has a, uh, a false upper lip not, not what upper, not upper lip uh, false teeth on he has top a false palate false false teeth false upper lip that would uh, be cool <laughs> on top so he couldn't eat a lot of candy as a kid like any, anything oh. chewy his teeth would what happened to his out. teeth well he lost them he got them pushed out he... of his mouth in Vietnam. Oh, I was gonna say he probably pissed somebody <laughs> off. Well, he lost them in Vietnam. He can. He's, he's well, a... that was that's partially true and partially not. He's true. afforded some leeway. That's another story for another yeah. day. But anyway, so he used to get. This is the kind of candy he would get, and he would always share them with the ch- children. Mm-hmm. It was like a, it was like a. Uh, a cylindrical package, Ooh. and I'm making like a. You like your food in cylindrical. Like a, you have to stop doing I'm that. I'm making a phallic. It's becoming me impre- move. Becoming a, 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 a aroused. Necco wafers. Ew. You ever had a Necco wafer? I don't. They taste like cardboard. Oh, I love them. They're and they were all gross. different flavors. My kids like Necco. And wafers. speak, and that's. They looked like the Eucharist. They did. It was like a disc-shaped yes. candy. Speaking of the Eucharist, it was so yummy. Did I mention last week that I was root an altar beer was boy? my favorite. I think I mentioned I was an altar boy. And you were violated. No, I was not. Mm. However, the thing that made me laugh, I, I used to laugh at church during during church service because many people don't know this. At yeah. the end of a Catholic sermon, service, you know, they consecrate the Eucharist, right? Mm. I don't know if they still do this, but when I was an altar boy back in the day, they used to do this. They consecrate the Eucharist. It becomes the body of Christ. They hand it out to everybody. Yep, yep. Do you know what they do with it? The leftovers? Well, they, they make a little soup and the priest eat, They eat them. They drink it. Yeah, no, he eats them all. So like, he, yeah. he would gather up and he'd go, ah, and he'd open his mouth wide and he would shove well, you all s- of the Eucharist into his mouth so at the same time. After he cleaned out the Euc- yes. Eucharist chalice, he, he would, would pour eat- a little wine in there and he, he would, would switch yeah, it around. That too, but he would eat all the remaining. <laughs> so I would laugh because he was sitting there going, yeah. ah, and he was like, like, like he was eating a Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Mm. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Another day. So what are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about what actually happens scientifically. Oh, happens when you die. When okay. you die. So, so you, you, your analogy was uh, when you're being strangled or you're, well, I was losing, trying to co- you're losing consciousness. Out. Yeah. So the things that you're seeing, right? When, when, when the you know the light is coming toward you and things of that sort, is that just a physiological response that your body is having? It sounds like it. to dying. <laughs> it sounds like it does, and not a supernatural event. Well, yeah, because it, because like I said, because everyone everyone expects to see that. Mm. If you expected to see, you know, uh, 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 what's that actor's name? Uh, with the big eyebrows, the old guy, Abe Vigoda. No, no, he see Abe Vigoda coming at you. Okay, Ernest Borgnine. Thank oh, you. Bert I was thinking Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Uh, kind of the same. Ernest Borgnine was a scary looking dude. He was like 
He just had this big giant head. Yeah, Mikhail's Navy he was in. He was a scary guy. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, you get that. Obviously, your body is is a physical being, right? So you're going to yes. have a physiological response to, 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 some, to anything. Yes. You know, if you... Sure. If you... You know, if you lack of oxygen or or, or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, if you cook Necco wafers in a spoon and inject it, you're going to have a re- reaction to it. Ooh, so when you're plan. when you're dying, your body is going to have some sort of physiological response to the lack of oxygen, uh-huh. lack of blood flow, all of that stuff, right? So it's hard to dif- differentiate what these people are are uh, experiencing, whether it's supernatural or physiological. Okay, but there has to be a point where that barrier is crossed. Right yes. between the physical and what happens when the energy is released from your body. Well, okay, so so thinking in, in those veins, in, in, in those veins, years ago, years ago, months ago, we talked about astral projection, astral travel, astral travel, mm. where people so theoretically their their consciousness leaves their body and can still see and hear and feel and touch and everything, but they they're flying through the ether. Yes. Right. Yep. Wouldn't that be? What, what what would traditionally think that people have your your consciousness is gone it's 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 moving on to the next phase yes. or whatever that may be yeah and people do report that and they also report right. like you know if let's say somebody's on an operating table they report yes. seeing their body over the table and they can see what's going yes. on in the room from above yes and then they suddenly snap back into their body yes kind of a thing I mean yes. that could just be another uh, did you see the first Insidious movie uh, Remember that movie Insidious what's that one about that's the one with a kid. The kid goes into a coma and... There's like things coming out of the closet and stuff. Is that one? No. no. The kid goes into a coma and then um, there's this demon guy that's keeping him... Pre- anyway, that's not the point. The point of me telling you a story is he was an astral traveler. Oh. And his he, he every night he would... His consciousness would leave his body and he would go into which they called the other, which mm. was this other, you know, other dimension. But he went too far oh. and wasn't able to find his way back. And that's what would concern me, because initially what I would like to do would be to travel into like the girls' locker room at the gym, mm. uh, maybe down to the uh, to the local um, the Rhode Island Dolls establishment, see what's happening down there. Uh-huh. But I feel like I would go too far and not be able to get back. I went too far one time into West Virginia. Mm. Uh, it's tough to find your way out of there. It's it's a I tough bet. place to be. Sure, you ever been there? West Virginia? No, I've never been to. West oh, Virginia. Mountain Mama. It's a tough, a tough place, but it's nice. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, it's God's country. It's uh, very mountainous, uh-huh. and uh, you can get lost easily there. What were you doing in West Virginia? West Virginia was uh, Wheeling. West Virginia was the halfway point between um, Quantico, Virginia, and Bluffton, Indiana. Mm. When I was on active duty, and I used to drive back and forth. Ah, that Did you way. Say a Wheeling, lot. West Virginia. Yeah, there's an old Billy Joel song called "The Ballad of Billy the Kid," which is a historical account of Billy the Kid and how he started and got his name. Mm. The interesting thing about that song is that every fact that he says is completely wrong. Every single fact <laughs> Doesn't that matter. he says it's a is song. wrong. Yes, but the reason I mention it, he says, because he came from Wheeling, West Virginia, mm. which is not true. Billy the Kid was not born in Wheeling. I think he was born in New Mexico or You know, Young Guns was on the other day. Good movie. Great, great. Good, uh, good movie. Great movie. Speaking of great movies, I created my own movie the other Ooh. last week. So I um, What was her name? Um, uh, Georgette. <laughs> Georgette Babette. So I don't. Um, I'm. I'm. I've always been into sports. Uh, I like okay. to play sports. As a youth, I played many many sports. You weren't uh, good at any of them. I, was, I wasn't good, but I enjoyed doing it. Yes. And then I started. I, I played golf a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I, now I only play like once a year. I play golf once a year. Okay. Because it requires a fat fat ass and a goofy pants. The se- the uh, senior PGA tour. Is and I I do it because you know it's it's a charitable event mm-hmm. and uh, it's a fun it's a fun day. Okay. So and you I'm drink not, a lot and drive carts around. Yes, I'm not yeah. allowed to drive carts anymore because I rolled one a few years back. Uh, so I'm not allowed to drive anymore. Okay. So I went about my day and I played golf and I didn't play well, but I was fine. And I left the golf course, and you know what I decided to do on the way home? No. Stop at the uh, local um, hardware store okay. and buy a toilet. What? A why toilet. Would, a why toilet. did you decide to buy a toilet? Because I wanted to replace my toilet. Yeah, but you decided to do that on the way home from the um, golf tournament? It just seemed like a good idea. At the time. At the, at that time, because I had been putting it off. Ah. So I bought a toilet, and I argued about the price of the toilet. Of course you did, because you're a cheap bastard. <laughs> and I brought it home. And after some cocktails, I installed a toilet. <laughs> I bet it did it leak? Nope. No? Oh, it went in perfect. Wow. I don't know how That's I did it. Said. You know, I had to install a toilet tank once. Yeah. And I neglected to put the gasket on. Oh, between the uh, bowl and the yes. tank. Oh, and, that's and, a and big when, problem. When I flushed it, all the water what? came went flying down. out. Yes. <laughs> That's a, that's a key component to the, the toilet. The key component is the gasket. Yes. Don't forget the gasket. Don't forget the ass gasket. No. Anyway. All right. So we were talking about uh, uh, we were talking about near death experiences. We were talking about death in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, this strikes me as an interesting uh, uh, experiment that some guy did years ago. He actually weighed a person. Did you see this? I did. He weighed a person at the time of their death. Yes. And he was able to quantify that the human soul weighed. Something. Yes. And I forget what the what the actual weight uh, weight. I was a few was. ounces, I think. So, I don't think it was that much. I think it was like like hundreds of an ounce. Oh, really? Yes. It was very something very 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 slight. But he weighed somebody before they died, and he weighed them as they died, and they weighed less. Hmm. So how do you explain that? One? Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, that could be. Um, I mean, you know, that could be attributed to a bunch of things. Bowel movement, uh-huh. you know, because a lot of people when they pass on, I think that they would have noticed the if, uh, the bowels if release. Poop were, were coming out of the butt. The, the bowels, the, the bowels do release. Um, mm. I've seen that happen on a number of occasions. Ew. And, Is that uh, true? When people die, they they poop themselves. Well, it depends on the uh, on the situation, but it does. You know, it, I've seen dead bodies, and I don't remember lots of poop flowing around. No. No. Hmm. What are you doing? What? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you doing? I, you can't be bothered to put your phone down to, to record I, a show? It vibrated, and I was trying to turn it off because I don't enjoy vibrations. I saw you. Do you like vibrations? You were trying to, to communicate with somebody. I was. Are you being held against your will? I am. <laughs> no, So, but you were talking about um, the experiment that the, the gentleman did yes. with the, uh, the weighing the soul. Yes. Do you remember, and I think it would have made have been late 80s, early 90s, it was a, it was a, uh, a movie. It had Kiefer Sutherland in it. And oh. Julia Roberts. Flatliners. Yes. yes. I was going to ask you if you remember the name of it. I remember Flatliners. Where they yes. did experiments yes. about near-death experiences. They, where They, would they induce, actually killed somebody. Yes, they would induce yes. death yes. to try to bring the person back to see what I, would happen. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what the movie was about. Other than I just it. told you. No, I know, but I don't remember like the plot lines or no, it wasn't any, good. any of that. It wasn't good. But they did get to uh, open Julia Roberts' shirt. I don't like Julia Roberts. She never was good looking. Never. You never liked her? No. She always had this face like a baboon's ass. Oh. Gross. You don't like baboon asses? No, 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 not particularly. Okay, let's wrap it up then. Yeah, we've been kind of, this this show's kind of been all over the map. But we we've like been trying, that though, it's fun. We've been trying to talk about We're like death. the Magellan of podcasts. The Yes, we are like the Amerigo Vespucci mm. of podcasts. 
So we've been talking about death and its various forms. What happens to you when you die? And, and I, maybe we maybe we close out with in a in a very 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 short nutshell, small nutshell. What do you think happens when you die? Well, before you do that, let me ask you this: Uh-oh. How about a, how about your your favorite pet? My favorite pet. Where do they go? They don't go anywhere. They just die. I don't think pets have a soul. That's just me. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Like, here's where you and I disagree. I like pets. I don't I like think you need to have quote unquote a soul. Okay. I think when you die, as we stated before, your energy goes somewhere. It goes into some sort of other mm-hmm. realm. Yeah, but uh, and I think your pets are okay. But what about contained what about the ant that you just stepped on, or the? Uh, or, or, it does, but to a lesser degree. What do you mean? Well, an ant doesn't have the same amount of energy that would. What about say like a 500 pound? What about a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Is that hanging around for you in the afterlife somewhere. too? Yeah, somewhere. Nah. I, I think we disagree. I that. just pumped them into my gas tank. I, I love pets, but I don't think they go with you. I don't think they go with you, personally. No. They go to dog heaven or cat heaven or lizard heaven. Yeah, they go into whatever space that they need to go into. Because hmm. so, they have a different consciousness than we do. So what do you think happens when somebody dies? How many times do I have to say this? You, no, you never said it. You no, go, you, oh, the you, consciousness, the consciousness. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say where it goes. Your physical body dies. Yes. Where does your, it go? Your energy that makes up your consciousness and your body yes. goes into another realm. That's not answering the question. I don't know the You're realm. You're trying to get around it if by I not answering the answer the to the freaking realm wow. question, I would know everything. See? You don't know. You I just, don't know. You, you're like a politician. You're and trying you know to what? not answer the question. And that just accentuates the point. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> well, it is true that nobody really knows because nobody's actually experienced it and then come back. Well, Correct. If you listen to some people that say that they've been to heaven no. for three hours, or they went to hell for twenty minutes, which I've been to hell for like three hours, it was called the DMV, and you know mm. you just sit around, and those employees there they 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 treat you with such disdain, mm. and they don't like you, and they don't like their job, and they don't like anybody. It's wonderful. Yeah. Why do they even have that anymore? <laughs> Why is the DMV a thing? Why does it have to be a it thing? Shouldn't be a thing. No. They can't do everything online. Who does not have access to uh, online services? You can do anything online. You can go to the local library and borrow a newspaper and go poop and then go to the the shared computers and register your car. I can buy a bag of snap peas online and have it delivered later on in the day. Yes, but you can't can't register your car online or you can't get a driver's license or anything. It's all control. You've got to stand in front of that jackass civil servant that doesn't want to be there. All right, how do we get a hold how do people get a hold of us if they want to? If you want to get a hold of us, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to talk about the show, you want to say that you love Jay, you want to marry him. It's Send too us late he's already married. See the dogs want to even talk to him. Exactly. Us. They're all talking. So you want to go to theguys at hermitlight.com. That's theguys at hermitlight.com. Send mm-hmm. a message. You can also go to hermitlight.com and check out our various offerings that we have. Check out our friends Brent and Luke at From the Black Lodge and their weekly podcast, which is uh, also fun to listen to. and Yeah, and stay tuned for the trailer. There's a trailer coming out. We're shooting the trailer for our movie, which is uh, heretofore un- untitled. We do have a title, but I'm not sharing it today. Don't share it. What's the working title? Uh, is there it's, one? It's a horror movie. Mm. But it's it's a horror movie in the vein of such that there hasn't been one. It's 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 delving into areas that hasn't, haven't been touched by human hands. Ah. So it's going to be interesting. It's called The Revenge of Pablo you know, Picasso. You know the best part of the movie so far? What's that? I'm not in it, and neither are you. Well, that's too bad. We should be. We Maybe we will. I think we will. I just said that as a joke. We will All right. Be, we will be in it. All right. Until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Ebelidity. <laughs>